Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And this is episode 10. Episode 10. <laughs> we did it. Yay. We're here. Here's to 10 more. 10, yeah. We were talking before I pushed record. Yeah. And we have so much to talk about today. I don't know if, if we've got pre-babble or we're just going to talk about it we're all. We're just, I think, going to dive in. Okay. Let's just dive. Because, yeah. like... Samhain's big. It's huge. It's huge. And there's so much. This might be a really long episode. So go grab your tea. Go grab your Jameson. Go grab your hot toddy because it's hot toddy weather. (laughs) Yeah, pumpkin spice anything. I had pumpkin spice flan last night. Oh, shut up. Yes, I did. That sounds so good. It was so good, you guys. It was so good. I almost... Oh, what place? Go ahead. Oh, no. There's a, a place called Cactus here in West Seattle. And I don't like flan, but I... I'm sorry. I know. I, I know. need you to <laughs> exercise that demon. I think I have. I think I have. Okay. We went out for uh, my wife's birthday a couple of weeks ago, and she got this free flan. And we have not been out, like, at all. Like, not at all. And we went down and we ordered and we picked food up. And they knew it was her birthday, so they stuck in the pumpkin spice flan. And I was like, what the hell is this beautifulness? Because we never would have ordered it. And so we go out and we pick up food once a week with our mask on, very safe. And I had to get it again. Yeah. It was just amazing. So anyway, what were you going to say? incredible. Don't like flan. Excuse me, I know. Me, I, know. I like pumpkin spice flan. Uh, I was going to say, this is so not on topic, but I don't care. I almost, at the grocery store yesterday, spent $18 on a jar of apple butter. And then I remembered that you said you would give me some apple butter that you I made? will totally give you some apple okay. butter. $18? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? 18 bucks? not Josh and 18 99 for locally made apple butter. And I'm like, I get it. It's locally made. And I want to support local craftspeople. But I can't afford eighteen dollars for apple butter. <laughs> Holy crap! Wow. Yeah, and I had to do a lot of adjusting to my grocery list because I can't shop Kroger brand anymore. Because Uh-oh. Kroger is—I don't know if anyone else knows—is effing up big time. What'd they do? Oh, just you know, not giving a crap about human rights. So, okay, I yeah. had to like okay. Not order any Kroger, get any Kroger things, but apple butter was like 18 bucks. So, Samhain, so right before I pushed record, the reason that we went ahead, we were just chatting and we weren't going to record yet. And I said, I have to push the button because you said you missed someone. And then you said a couple of words that are not in my original language that I would love you to, to talk about. So who who are you missing? Oh, my grandma Jean. And my she's on mom. the... She's my mommy's mom, and she her picture is on our ofrenda with my with my grandma, my husband's mother, and his grandmother. Awesome. 
Yeah. And but if we'll you get... don't know, we've just hopped in to Samhain. We've just hopped into Samhain, and we're going to get to what we were just speaking of and what an ofrenda is and all that stuff later. Okay. We're going to start with Samhain proper, and we're going to expand out from there. Is that cool? Because I love that Corey brings the history, people. She brings it. Let's just... do it, Corey. Go. Push up my glasses and let's babble. I feel I feel like we need a, a sound effect for. Uh, hey, listeners, if you have any ideas for a sound effect for going into history, into Corey's history lessons, we <laughs> would love some ideas for a sound effect for that. Okay, it's just a collective groan. Um, <laughs> like, Push up God, those glasses, go, girl. All right, so. <clears throat> My sources this week are, of course, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, but also history.com and time.com. So Samhain, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but pronounced Samhain. If you have ever said that word out loud and you have pronounced it Samhain because you had never heard it out loud before... I want you to let that roll off you like a duck right now, baby. It's gone. Let it roll off you. It does not look at all how it is said unless you speak Gaelic. (laughs) And I don't, so. Also known as the Irish language. There you go. It is a Gaelic festival. Side note, I'm studying this right now. It is Gaelic, not Gaelic. That marks the end of the harvest festival and the beginning of winter or the dark half of the year. The celebration spans from October 31st to November 1st, which I love because it's from sunset to sunset because that is the way that the day is measured. There is evidence of Samhain being a Gallic celebration since ancient times, like really ancient, like super duper ancient. Some interesting fun things I learned about sort of the evolution of Samhain is that you've probably heard the spooky phrase, All Hallows' Eve. So All Hallows' Eve is part of a three-day celebration in Roman Catholicism, or Catholicism kind of in general. So there's All Hallows' Eve, there's All Hallows' Day, and then on November 2nd, there's All Souls' Day. All Hallows Eve, or the three-day celebration of All Hallow Tide, is how it is like grouped together, goes back to the year 609. But they changed it from May 13th to November 1st, around 835. So a long freaking time ago. There's a lot of scholars and historians who believe that they changed it to the same time as Samhain because in true Roman fashion, they were like, hey, that's better than our idea. We're going to take it. So, you know. Yeah, you know, like you do. And I'm not trying to... That good old appropriation. I'm not trying to, like, come for Rome because that would be dumb. But ancient Romans... They fell. They fell. They fell, baby. So... There you go. Having been to Rome, love your pizza. Okay. So <laughs> in around the 7th and 8th centuries when it sort of became cemented as the three days of All Hallow Tide. In the Southern Hemisphere, just so everyone knows, All Hallows Eve, All Hallows Day, All Souls Day, or Samhain, because they're all at the exact same time, are from April 30th to May 1st. Some things about Samhain 
that we've alluded to or spoken about briefly in the past is that this is sort of a time when the veil or the barrier between our world and the other world, whatever that is in your culture, the barrier or the veil is either thinning or it's lifting. There's a lot of different sort of descriptors used, but the the main vibe this time of year is that the stuff on the other side is easier to access, easier to connect with, and easier to feel. So what I love is that as far as the Celts are concerned, they had all kinds of really fun traditions this time of year. And for some reason, the idea of a group of grown ass people (laughs) dressing like animals so that the Fae won't kidnap them. Yes. There is something about that that like fills me with joy and amusement. And like the idea that I'm dressed like a bear, no fairy is going to try to kidnap me. You're probably not fooling anyone, bud. (laughs) But there was also a really fun thing that on the All Hallows Eve was when the children would sort of play and get rowdy to distract and entertain the spirits of the fairies and of children. And on all, on all Hallows day, the following day is when the adults would do the same for the mm. spirits of adults, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the word Samhain in modern Irish literally just translates to summer's end, which is I think appropriate. Yep. It's the end of the light side of the year, the start of the dark side of the year. And I know that we mentioned in the wheel of the year episode that this is the uh, first holiday yeah it's like the the new year new year it's witch's new year yeah Yeah. which i love because i i don't know i feel like new year starting in the dead of winter is like whack (laughs) so it's so hopeful i mean let's talk about cockeyed optimist right there yeah here everything's dying and dead we don't know if the sun is coming back but hey it's the beginning of the new year yeah there's something I like better about it here in, in October than all the way in January. I don't oh, know. Me anyway. too. Anyway, that's just me. So some associations that go with this Celtic tradition, as Corey just said, it is the beginning of the new year. It's one of the most powerful nights of the year to perform divination. And this is a time to decorate your altar with photographs of your dead loved ones, pumpkins, lanterns, oak leaves, apples, nuts and sage, anything that's important to you and your ancestors, something that's personal to you that will connect you with them. And of course, all the wonderful pumpkin spices, the nutmeg, cardamom, cloves, cinnamon, ginger, and allspice. Don't forget your gourds, a.k.a. pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. It's a great time to carve jack-o'-lanterns with sigils and protective spells. Colors that are often associated are black and orange and autumn colors. I like to throw in some purple. Creating besoms this time of year is a great ritual. Incenses that I like are sandalwood, wormwood, mugwort, Anything that encourages that divination and connection to the other world. Apples are important this time of year. That is a sacred tree to the Celts, and it is associated with Samhain and the goddess, the Morrigan. And she is one of the deities that is honored during this time. 
Ooh, I almost forgot pomegranates, and I want to move on to deities really quickly. Caridwen, Hecatate, Lilith, Rihanna. If you're in that Greek pantheon, the Persephone's myth, there is a beautiful ritual that some people do around Brigid's crone aspect, which is reborn this night. Kalich, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing that one incorrectly. As far as gods, the horn god, Hearn of the Hunter, Cernos, uh, Osiris, Odin. Yeah. And I think as far as correspondences and stuff like that goes, that gives you a lot to chew on if you want to do some more investigation and work on your own. So go, witches. Back to you, Corey. I know you're about to share something incredibly important as well as exciting, and I cannot wait to hear all about it. But before we get into personal celebrations, I want to talk a tiny bit um, because I... I'm doing my very best to bring in the ways that non-European witches and practitioners would celebrate this time of year. Excellent. And the one that is the most nearly connected to me, and I want to be very clear, my family is not from central or southern Mexico, which is where this, where Dia de Muertos began and it was popular it didn't get popular in northern mexico till like the 1900s when it was made into a like government holiday as a way to educate and unify mexico basically Mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting but i my family in the southwest they their lineage goes back a long way down there long time before america swallowed that part of the country so as a way to sort of connect and understand i am doing a lot of research into dia de muertos as a way of sort of learning i guess so you might hear it called dia de los muertos just you know so you can be in the know it's just dia de muertos dia de los muertos is sort of the uh, anglophone reverse engineering of day of the dead but It is just considered Dia de Muertos, which is a holiday that is less concerned with the harvest and festival and things like that, and more finely focused on the connection with and the interaction with spirits and like lost loved ones and everything on the other side who are in the underworld. They get to come up and visit during this time because the veil is so thin. There's also the whole uh, northern Mexico being deeply, deeply Catholic due to colonization. And so they often celebrate the Hallowtide there, which is the three days, the Hallow's Eve, Hallow's Day, and All Souls Day. One thing that I learned, and I am apologizing now for my pronunciation, uh, shocking no one, I'm not an ancient Aztec. (laughs) So I'm shocked. I, um, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Something, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> something really very cool that I found, and this will be my last little, my next to last little blip, and then we'll move on. But the Dia de Muertos festival has traces all the way back to the Aztec festival dedicated to the goddess. I'm going to say it real slowly. Ready? Mictecasuatl. And I know I said that wrong, but she was the lady of the dead and the queen of the underworld. And 
it was a celebration for her. And I encourage you to look that up because the history is deep and rich and there's no way that I'll be able to cover it or pronounce literally any of it. So I encourage you to do that. One last little note on Dia de Muertos. I am asking you from the bottom of my heart this Halloween, please don't wear sugar skull makeup on your face. Yes. Please don't do that. Hey, friends, pals, buddies, please don't. It is a, it's like a sacred icon, like iconography type situation. It's it's a ritual ceremonial thing. So please don't. I would appreciate it. And so would everyone else who celebrates that holiday. And and uses it appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Thank you in advance for being a good person on Halloween. Thank you so much. We've gone a little bit into another culture's version of Samhain. But before we can leave that, we have to talk about Coco. Mm. And the and the book of the uh, book of life. Book of life. I think mm-hmm. that yes, book of both of those, which are amazing, yes, animated films, which are great. But also if you can handle it, uh Los Angeles Penny Dreadful has the the whole season is absolutely wonderful, but there's one episode where the main character is celebrating the Day of the Dead with his family in the cemetery. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's a great episode of and just really gave a lot of honor. So they're my pop culture shout outs that yes, I know. If, <laughs> if you have the ability to, I 100% recommend The Book of Life. So we saw that movie forever and ever ago, my husband and I, and all were in love with it. And it didn't even get a nod at the Oscars that no, year. it did not. Even though it was incredible and everyone loved it. And I'm not going to say racism, but and so <laughs> here then, I'll say it racism there we go so when Coco was coming out I was kind of like fussy about it because I was like they're ripping off book of life I think they're both about two completely different types of love yeah. and two completely different types of adventures and I fully had a panic attack in the movie theater when I saw Coco oh did you really I did it's not a spoiler to say that the abuelita in that movie is losing her memories. And I didn't know that going yeah, in. that's in and the that's previews. How, that's how I lost both of my abuelitas <laughs> was oh, to Alzheimer's. Man. So uh, I fully had a panic attack in the theater. And I had my husband on one side and my friend on the other. And they both were like, we don't know what to do here. So I missed about three minutes of that movie because I couldn't breathe. But it's a wonderful movie and you should absolutely watch it. We got to shout out Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic. We got to talk about Hocus Pocus every day forever. My Halloween go-tos, my Samhain go-to movies. Well, actually, Practical Magic, I watch like all the time, all year round, own it. Yeah, I was so sad for a while you couldn't buy it and all I had was on DVD, which I don't even know if we have a DVD player in the house anymore. But now... A DVD player? What? Do you know what a DVD player is? Do you mean VHS? No, I mean DVD player. We don't oh. even have a DVD because we do everything digital download now. Oh. oh, yeah. So, see, we have a VHS player and a DVD player and a Blu-ray player. I love you. You're so <laughs> awesome. It's just not getting rid of things. Yeah. Um, so, so, Practical Magic and Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and as you may know already, Alice Hoffman just came out with a prequel to, which, by the way, I've already listened to. 
and I have the hard copy. There's some trauma. There's some triggering stuff in this book, but it is freaking awesome. And she's done her research. There's some great folk magic in it, all really well researched. The story itself, there's, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's Good, one section cry. where I just had to like go, it's why I went ahead and bought the book, not just the audiobook, because I was like, I have to get through this. I can't listen to this section. I know I can't. I have to flip through it quickly as fast as I can. So that's why I got the hard copy. Yeah. So maybe it's not triggering for everybody. Okay. I've totally digressed. Let's go back well, to sound. I just, now I'm just <laughs> thinking about how I haven't ever read any of the Practical Magic novels, what? and I really should. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to be judgy. Okay. So here's the thing. When I first saw Practical Magic, I then was so excited because the book was so much bigger and longer, and I always love the book more than the movie. Was not the case with Practical Magic. When I first read it, and I was a lot younger, and I don't want to give spoilers, but the book is a lot different, and I love it now. I absolutely love it. I can't remember the name of the second book, which is uh, which is about the ants when they're young, is also brilliant and beautiful, and I love it. And this one, I, I'm still digesting. It's good. It's good. They're all good. I love Alice Hoffman. If you don't know Alice Hoffman as an author, go read all of her stuff. She writes a lot of magical realism. It's absolutely wonderful. Not all of it is witch-centered, but a lot of it is magical realism. For those so. of you that don't know me personally, uh, I want to be Aunt Frances. Oh, yes. Like, I saw that movie as a child, because I was a child when it came out, and I saw Stalker Channing as Aunt Frances, and I thought, that will be me. <laughs> that will be me someday, and it still is my dream. I want to so. be Stockard Channing, but I mean, <laughs> truly, we wa we watched The Haunting a couple nights ago, one with uh, Liam Neeson, and I forgot how deeply influenced my aesthetic was by Catherine Zeta Jones's character in that movie. That is awesome. It's so funny. I was looking at it. And I was like, oh my god, I wanted to be her. I still kind of do. Also, Halloween Town with Debbie Reynolds. Oh, Halloween it's Town. It's precious. Yeah, anyway, I just we've gone way yeah. off track. Yeah. Okay. So so Samhain. Here's Let's talk about it. Here's my biggest thing. I don't want to sound preachy. I just want you to be safe. So please, please, goddess, when you get ready to do your ritual, make sure you cast your circle. And I know all the experienced witches and who've been doing this for a while will will totally go to that. But if you are new to this, please, please, yeah, cast that circle. Keep yourself safe. Listen to our sigil episode and warning episode, and you can get some ideas about how to protect yourself in your circle, specifically in the sigil episode. It's really important to keep yourself safe because guess what? The veil is thinning, as you talked about in your history lesson. And we've been talking about it on Instagram. I've been talking about it with other witches and a lot of, and Corey and I talked about it. Gosh, was it our warning episode or maybe the episode before that? I think I, it was the warning episode. Yeah, where I was like, I feel like the veil is thinning, like right Early. now. And we Early. were, yeah, and it was the end of September. And somebody on Instagram said this week, said, I think the veil is thinning earlier and earlier every single year. I saw this great title of an article, Why is Witchcraft Becoming So Popular? I don't think it is becoming so popular. I think we're just starting to talk about it out loud and stop hiding in the shadows. And because we're putting it out there, I, I, think, I think stuff is happening. 
I, th- I think it's also a time when I think that the shift is happening earlier and earlier mm-hmm. as a way to encourage us to ch- sort of listen and be more receptive and less closed off. There are more things in heaven and earth, and I think we've been ignoring them way too long. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens when you ignore stuff? It gets bigger yep. and scarier, and then it takes over your life. Yeah, which is one of the reasons shadow work is so important, so that we can bring all of ourselves to our practice. But again, when you're ready, and remember, it's different than therapy. And Corey asked me what exactly shadow work is, and I'm going to give a really short definition of it. Shadow work is dealing with parts of yourself that you do not necessarily think are Instagrammable. They are parts of your life and parts of yourself that you have not necessarily loved before or embraced about yourself before. And sometimes you've denied that about yourself and been very judgmental of that part of yourself. And as I like to tell my acting students, it is not therapy. It can be very therapeutic, but it is not a substitute for therapy. I think what I'm understanding, what I'm understanding is um, it's like it's like a a sort of not inventory, but a no inventory is a good word, but also an exploration of of the things about yourself that you would rather just ignore or don't like to dig too deep into because, you know, that if you dig into them, they will require addressing. And they're going to reveal who you are, and they're going to reveal your attachments. In yogic philosophy, we talk about attachment a lot. Uh, is sort of attachment is one of the things that keeps us on the wheel of suffering. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to keep track of the things to which you are attached and the things that you hold on to, because if you're just holding on to it because it's comfortable or it's what you know, or it's a pattern, but it no longer serves you, letting go of that thing might help ease your suffering. So let's talk about other aspects of Samhain. Yeah, let's do it. I first and foremost want to say, Detta gave me the most incredible little gifty for Samhain. And I want you to talk about kind of what that ritual was like, if you would like to. I was gifted this beautiful bottle, a little spell bottle, uh, which I haven't opened yet because I was instructed not to open it until Samhain. And it's just this incredibly beautiful, vibrant oil with a little little token inside of it. And I am so excited to incorporate it into my Samhain ritual. And I was wondering what kind of, I don't know, intention or, or purpose or... I don't know, ceremony went into that, if that is something you are willing to talk about. I won't give all the details, uh, but I'll give some of the ingredients. It's grapeseed oil, which has a, I know, has a real connection to so many things. It It had some hawthorn blossoms dried and also some thorns and some rose thorns in it. Cinnamon, rosemary, lavender, and a couple of other things that I will not mention. But you might start to see a thread there of protection. It's a very protective little jar, and I am excited to use it during my Samhain. Yeah. And it also has anise seed in it, which is 
Aniseed, it's not licorice, but it has a lot of the same properties as licorice. So you have to be very careful when you're using aniseed and licorice not to try to control other people's thoughts or control other people's. Uh, It gives a push toward that type of work of shaping what other people do. But it's also an incredible psychic enhancer. And there are some other psychic enhancers in there. I just I like edited psycho out the fact that I said psycho, you guys. So, uh, yeah. I like psycho better. It's yeah. Fun. And so it's used, you can use it on your body if you want to for protection or dab just like a little bit on it. You can use it on candles. I want to point out something very cool that is a difference between Detta and I. Detta did this amazing thing for me with foresight and she did it weeks ago. Some of us when we're getting ready to do our ritual, it's like that Monday or that morning. And oh, I do that too. I do that Just too. remember that's okay. As you sort of get a feel for the cycle of things and the ebb and flow of the moon uh, phases and all that stuff, you'll get a better feel for like, if I want this then, I should probably start it now. Yeah, it's that. It's, oh, God, oh, God, it's actually, it happened and time moved too fast and I'm not ready. So I guess this is it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Let's move into some favorite things. These are a few of my favorite. Okay, wrong season. Yeah, go. (laughs) My, some of my favorite things to do at Samhain are food related. Shocking. Love it. Uh, I have a recipe that I found and then modified for what is called Samhain cider that I'm excited to make. I always make pan de muerte for the past few years. I'm trying to get that recipe just right. Uh, I like to make pumpkin-y things. My plan this year is to make a pumpkin soup and to serve it in its own pumpkin. Oh, that sounds amazing. It might happen. That might be a little ambitious. I'm excited about it, though. But it's like, Samhain for me is like soup season. You know what I mean? Like, I just want rich, yummy soup and things with, like, heavily spiced flavors. And it's a time to, it's a fire. Like, it's another bonfire holiday. It's another bonfire festival. And I like to mirror that in the things that I put in my body during this time. So like lots of cinnamon, lots of chili, lots of, lots of like spices. Fun fact, my hatch chilies came in the mail. Did they really? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Five pounds of roasted green chilies. Very excited. But I like to, I like to mirror that sort of intention and mood and powerful bonfire feeling in the foods that I make. What are some rituals you do around Samhain and have you been celebrating it for a long time as a witch or is because I know that the autumnal equinox Maybon is this was the first time you celebrated it right? Mm -hmm. Yeah but Samhain it sounds like you've been celebrating for a while. I have casually celebrated Samhain for several years. There is nothing wrong with casual. I have never like in the same way that I celebrated Maybon and in the same way that I celebrated Letha, I have never celebrated Samhain. I always sort of end up hyper-focused on one aspect of the holiday. And this year, my plan is to 
create a more holistic ritual for the day. I'm very excited about it. And I'm excited because I'm going to take the time. I'm going to take the time that all Hallowtide would give me. So the 31st, the 1st, and the 2nd. But I'm just going to like stretch Samhain out for three days. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm very excited about and it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to pack a punch this year because the full moon I plan on making some moon water. I plan on, you know, charging some crystals. I plan on, I plan on like cleansing some things. I will be making corn husk dollies for the first time. Oh my, I'm doing that too. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Not to be confused with like the beautiful woven intricate like wheat dollies oh yeah i've seen those as well i i will probably do those maybe for in bulk but uh not right now uh i don't have the time or the mental energy for that but i'm making some corn husk dollies and some pan de muerte and i'm making some sour cider which is like a delicious Mm. apple cider with spices and i'm going to use the apple stock that i made as a byproduct of the apple butter that i made (gasps) which Which, by the way we're having for dessert tonight Woo woo! It's so good. I've never made it before. It turned out great. Uh, and I will be lighting a safe contained little fire on my balcony, on my altar. And just like this year, it's a casual, not casual, but a sort of open-ended reaching out to my family or whoever sees themselves as my family. That's a good thing. So I'm doing that. Nothing too specific. Um, I am going to be sending a lot of blessings to my grandpa. Uh, Oh, oh no. It's okay. Uh, My grandpa just turned 85, 84, one of those. Um, And he is losing his memories. (laughs) Which is a really triggering situation for me, uh, to say nothing of how disorienting it must be for him. But I've been speaking with him a lot more recently. And so I just want to send some extra love and blessings his way because he's not an ancestor yet, damn it. And <laughs> I love him very much and I want him to be really well. So, mm-hmm. or at least to be comfortable, I suppose. Uh, so I'll be doing a lot of that. And um, the day. The day of Samhain, I am really excited because I have nowhere to go, which is disappointing because Rona, but I will be dressing up in my Halloween costume and doing like a little self-love photo shoot. Oh, Corey. Of my Halloween costume. Yeah. So I worked really hard on my headdress and I want to do the makeup and like look cool and take pictures. So. Oh, I'm very excited to see it all. And have you... Are you saying yet what you are doing, who you are dressing up as? Oh, I'm being Medusa for Halloween. Mm, Love it. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Very excited. I've seen part of it. Where have you been posting those? Because I've seen some of your, or maybe My personal Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I posted a picture of the progress of my headdress. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I didn't get as specific. I will be casting my circle, and um, I got a pumpkin at the pumpkin patch that I'll be putting a little protective magic on so that I can have it with me while I'm outside because I practice outside I don't enjoy practicing indoors um even when it's blustery and awful outside I will be outside do you know uh, is it supposed to be blustery and awful this particular where we are in our neck of the woods because I want to do a bonfire you guys 
I would love to go to a bonfire. That would be ideal. But I live on a corridor of road that is so windy. Yeah. Like, so windy. (laughs) It's like, I can't tell you its nickname without giving away where I live, but it's got a nickname Mm. with the word wind in it. So... Uh, it's it's really blustery, but I don't mind. I still like doing my ritual outside. It's yeah. some, There's something about it that feels less contained, I guess. Well, and more connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and There's a big tree right outside my porch. And... I go back and forth between inside and outside. I really cleanse my inside space in case I end up inside, but try to go out at least for a portion of it outside. Yeah. Not to sound too like wizard boarding school, but I really want to get like a winter robe because i have a couple of like sheery lacy comfortable like summer and springtime robes that Mm -hmm. i like to wear but i don't have anything made of sterner stuff so it might just be a sweatpants kind of night i think sweatpants are totally the wardrobe of the witch i'm just gonna say it especially (laughs) in 2020 hey yeah there you go cool what kind of stuff do you do, like, surrounding the holiday of Samhain? Like, how do you celebrate and get ready? I am going to be honoring the goddess Morgan. For one thing, it is her holiday. And for another thing, she is, I know, woohoo, shout it out, for the Morgan. She's also the deity that I work with quite a bit and have since 1999. So not the deity I thought that I was going to be with, but definitely the one that I have It's been amazing working with her over all these years, and especially right now. And the day that we're recording this, the day before we recorded this, I had 30 crows in my yard. I usually have two or three because I feed them every day. And I do that as part of my daily devotion to the goddess. They are associated with her as well as wolves and cows. I cast a circle and do a whole ritual. I commune with my ancestors, and also this year I am putting Prince on my altar. I, I, I don't know if you know me at all. If you, if anyone who knows me knows how much he meant to me and how much he shaped my younger life and just helped me through a lot of really hard times. It's almost like I lost somebody that I knew really well. And just this morning, on the day that we're recording this, I heard this whole thing. They're about to release. The material that Prince wanted to release originally with Sign of the Times to make it a three-disc set, or at that time an LP set. And it's eight CDs total. A lot of it is stuff that's never been heard before. That is going to be very exciting. Right? And I just... So I work with... And I don't know about you. Do you see ghosts? I totally see ghosts. Oh, 100%. yeah. Yeah. Ever since I was little. Yeah. Me as well. And... We had a couple in the house that we moved from, not as many here, or at least not ones that have wanted a relationship with me. And I'm going to reach out to the house ghost this year as well and see what's going on there. Our last apartment was so haunted. Really? Deeply, deeply haunted. It was like over 100 years old, and it had a bar inside it, and it used to be a hotel. Whoa. It was... So haunted, Detta. Wow. <laughs> that house was so haunted. Did you get to know any of them? Uh, They were pretty uh, cute to themselves And I did like a cleansing when we moved in. And that got rid of any like, we'll call them 
dust bunnies, I Ooh, suppose. The nasty but, ones. Yeah, the, the cruddy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly it was just occasionally I'm going to knock things over in your kitchen, but nothing breakable. <laughs> oh, man. We had one in our last house. Her name was Kathy. And the girls and I were fighting once. And the light started going off and on over and over and over again. And then one of the girls freaked out because the light wasn't plugged in. Yeah. Understand it. Yeah. So she, we were like, sorry, Kathy, we will not fight in front of you anymore. I know this is random. I love pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Anything. I love it. Let's end with some stuff that we do that might not necessarily be Samhain, but is seasonal related that we might tie into Samhain. My husband and I are going to the pumpkin patch next. Not we, oh. when this comes out, we will have gone to the pumpkin patch. I go. And I've never been. And we're going to Swan Trail Farms because they're the ones that have a you pick apples. Oh, you're so you kidding! Can, like, I want to go. Pick your own. Ooh. Sorry, I popped that. <laughs> so you can like pick your own apples, and we're going to do the corn maze, and we're going to pick out pumpkins, and it's going to be great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that as an act of sort of joy as things turn darker. So I'm excited about that. But I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of drinking and eating of yummy, spicy things because they are potions. You know? Oh, yeah. There's nothing. There is nothing. Like a giant saucepan on your stove full of apple cider, whiskey, and like star anise and like cinnamon sticks. Are you kidding? I love that. I love That's that. It's the best stuff. thing in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many cocktails right now. So mm. many. Co- oh, oh, I know what else I'm doing. I'm making black salt. I'm making. I ha- Me too. Are you? I have all my charcoal from um, our May bonfire. I, I kept all of that. And but I also have. Oh, Corey, if you want some, I'll bring you some. I also ordered edible charcoal so that I can make edible salt. Stop. Yes. Do you know where? I'm so jealous. Yeah, because I saw it at this restaurant that we go to. Well, not right now, but that we usually go to. Last year, they did this special margarita, and they did black salt around the rim. I am slain. Yeah. You had me at margarita, honestly, but that's amazing. (laughs) It was so good. And so I was like, I want to make that since I can't go out this year. I'm going to make black salt and a fabulous margarita. I have in my thing that I'm making black salt, I uh, have a little jar that has the old salt that I used to keep in my incense burner to keep my incense Mm -hmm. upright. So it has a bunch of ritual goodness in it. And then I pour that into a jar. And then every time I light a candle with a match, which is frequently, I wait for it to burn until it almost gets my fingers. And then I pop the burnt part into the jar. And so every single time I light a little fire... So that I I do that as well, and I've been burning specific incense to put into certain black salt. Yeah, yeah, same. I know, and yeah. and then different black salts. I'll put different herbs in, so I'll have a couple of different jars of black salt. So yeah, yes. I can't believe we almost forgot about the black salt. I know, right? And cocktails. We almost forgot about cocktails. What's your favorite? How cocktail? dare? I My know. favorite cocktail. Yeah. Okay, I have two favorite cocktails. Here's the thing. I vodka makes me cry. Ooh. And whiskey makes me mean. And rum makes me throw up. So no. my my alcohols, unless I just drink a little baby bit, 
But my alcohols are tequila and gin. Not at the same time. That would be disgusting. <laughs> I <laughs> I just made Detta laugh so hard she headbutted her microphone. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I like gin and tonics, and I like margaritas and palomas. I also just like tequila shots. But I think that gin has this incredible herbal quality, like botanical quality that makes it feel like a potion whenever you make Mm -hmm. it like i made this gin and tonic once with elderflower liqueur and crushed blackberries and it tasted like something that like titania the queen of the fairies would drink you know what i mean i want to go drink right now i love elderberry for one thing i love elderberry i also love it's so good there is a gin that it's a local gin it's called uh hedge hedge trimmer gin do you know the hedge trimmer yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the maker. I know who makes Shut it. Shut up. I do. So do you. Lucky. Do I? No, but you know his sister. <laughs> I feel like we're in Into the Woods right now, if you know. Intrigue. <laughs> but you have a sister. Yep. <laughs> huh. Get the out world of is tiny and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we're going to plug that gin. <clears throat> oh, I'm definitely going to plug the gin because the yeah. gin is awesome. I love Heck that. Yeah. So, oh, those are great. I love tequila as well. When I was 22... I had never been drunk before in my life. And I got, I, and so I didn't know what alcohol did. And I had oh, no. a bottle of gold, what is the regular? Goldschlager? I don't remember what it is. No, it's the regular, the one you see all the time, the tequila that you see. Oh, like Jose Cuervo? Yes, thank you. Jose Cuervo. I, somebody gave me a bottle of Jose Cuervo, and I had, count them, 10 shots in 10 minutes. I was Deta, sick. No. Oh, yeah. I was sick for three days and I never yeah, wanted I to have tequila again. Finally, when I hit 40, somebody talked me into having good tequila and it doesn't make yeah. me sick like other tequilas do. You, how do, do you feel about how do you feel about mezcal? I lo- it's one of my favorites. Okay. One of my absolute favorites. And one of my favorite drinks is dark and stormy, which is perfect for this time of year. You absolutely yeah. would. With rum, dark spicy rum. I've been and craving hot toddies lately. They're good for you. Which is basically just apple cider, lemon, and like whiskey yeah. steamed up. Um, well, I think yeah. that we've pretty much, in a very roundabout way, covered all of the things that we wanted to talk about, Salwin. Yeah, we're going to put some stuff or have been putting stuff on Instagram. Yes. About how. There's going to be a whole info thing about casting a circle, mm-hmm. protecting your circle. Yeah. Maybe a recipe for black salt. Cleansing. Yeah. Some recipes for black salts. Maybe some recipes for some potions. And again, anytime you make any of these recipes, feel free to make them your own. And and tag us if you take pictures. Oh, please tag us. Oh, We would easy. love to see what you make. If we post a recipe and you want to make it, please, please do that. We want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, happy Samhain, everybody. Happy Samhain. And I hope that it is filled with... A roaring bonfire of love and energy and magic and that if you do shadow work, you're doing it safely. You know, that it's just like a big, beautiful, fiery, wonderful, fun time for you. Hey, Corey. Yeah? Want to send up some sparks? I do. I'll go first this week. I have two sparks this week. Woohoo. I'm excited. I had one and then you inspired me and reminded me about another one. So the first one is an artist. Her name is Allison Saar. That's S-A-A-R. 
And I was recently listening to the most recent episode of Lovecraft Country Radio, which is the accompanying podcast for the new HBO show Lovecraft Country. And they mentioned a sculpture by an artist named Allison Saar. And I immediately became obsessed with her work. It's beautiful and frightening. And I love it. And I highly suggest you look her up and get into it. The particular sculpture mentioned in the podcast was Topsy and the Golden Fleece. But if you click if you look for just Allison Czar, you will see her art, and it's amazing. That's awesome. The, the other spark I have is a person that I actually found on TikTok, and he got very, very famous, and he blew up everywhere, and he's amazing, and you should probably follow him on Instagram. His name is Kevin Wilson, and he is under the handle Cross Culture Christian, but he got famous on TikTok for making chai. Ooh. And you mentioned chai, and he uses chai as an allegory for all the things, for love, for forgiveness, for growth, for patience. He he does the most amazing work taking this incredible drink that he makes a ritual out of, because you should. Chai, chai invites you to make it a ritual. That's part of what makes it so delicious. And he talks so much about its power as a ritual and its power as a substance. And he talks about it the way we talk about potions. And I think that he's incredible. And he's just like a really kind, amazing soul that you should probably just know. Also, his hair is so beautiful, (laughs) which I know is not like a thing that should matter, but it's such pretty hair. And it's like pretty enough that I have to remark on it. Anyway, Kevin Wilson, cross-culture Christian, I love you. Your work is amazing. You're doing great things. So my spark this week, since it's Samhain and we're talking about ancestors, even though she is not mine and she is not dead, she is a crone of witchcraft for me. And she wrote a very famous life-changing book for a lot of people called The Spiral Dance. And her name is Starhawk. And I'm following and I can't believe it. I'm actually taking class with her this month. And it's amazing. I have not fangirled out on her. She started the hashtag magical activism for the month of October. If you have not read Spiral Dance, seriously, every young witch doing their history, check it out. It's life-changing as a witch to read. I just cannot highly recommend it or her enough. She is on Instagram. You can check our show notes for all of this information and go find these people yourself. So thanks for joining us. Happy Samhain, everybody. Heck yeah. Magical that it was 10. Our 10th tenth, 10th episode. Yeah. We have some great guests coming up as, as well. We have three booked already, and we'll tell you about them as we get closer to those Ooh, episodes. So excited. And we're very excited about having them on the show. So thanks for listening, everyone. Yay. Thank you for sticking with us. And until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Thanks for listening to Bonfire Babble. If you liked us, please hit that subscribe button. And if you are so inclined, go ahead and give us a rating and let your friends know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonfire Babble. Check out our show notes for the links, and thanks for joining us. Bonfire Babble recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, 
please see the links in our show notes.